I lift my eyes to the hills. From where is my help to come? Who knows what lurks in those hills? What danger is dimly glimpsed? What evil threatens? One can only imagine. And the imagination can sometimes run amok. But the answer that comes to the psalmist in this morning's selection is expressed in an outburst of praise that rises up to God like incense. To God the creator, to God the rescuer, to the God whom Bart Millard acknowledges will surround him with his glory. Sometimes the storms of life, fire and flood, invasion and random senseless violence, illness and death, can sound the alarm and wake me to truths I might otherwise never see. The storms of my own life have often led me to those moments where I find myself standing in the sun and praising the Lord of heaven and earth. And in those moments, I am blessed to hear the real, though far off hymn that hails me. A new creation transformed in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. A reminder that I am never alone that the risen and ascended Christ is always my companion. Moments ago, Millie sang, I can only imagine. I had the sense that her father in front of me as well as I had tears in our eyes. A song that expresses that kind of transformation as a young man severely brutalized in his youth imagines himself and his father standing in the light of Jesus, a new man, transformed, even transfigured, forgiven and forgiving. Bart Millard has spoken of his father as a monster, of that thing, that evil that lurks in the hills about which the psalmist sings. And he has witnessed God transform his father from the man he hated. You know, hated is not 
the right word, too tame. Loathed is much more accurate. Transformed his father from the man he loathed to the man he wanted to become. And so Bart Millard wrote this song, a song that he actually penned in 10 minutes, but a song he had been writing all his bruised, broken, battered, pain-filled life. A song that is a gripping reminder of the power of true forgiveness of the blazing truth that you and I are never too far from God's redemptive love and that he calls us into a transforming, transfiguring relationship with him. My new friends, our risen Lord, your risen Lord, my risen Lord, the risen Lord of all the world belongs at the center, the heart of the world, the heart of the individual. He offers here this morning now through all the tumult and the strife of Ukraine and COVID and seemingly endless rampage in our cities and suburbs, through the roar of the tempest that rises in our daily lives from beyond the hills, Jesus offers a different music a composition that announces that in a relationship with him lies that place of holiness and prayer at the point where I, where you, are most in pain. At the heart of this present darkness, that surrounds us and shows no signs of dissipating. I have come to see in the cross of Jesus and his resurrection the divine mercy at work as it brings pardon and forgiveness to me and to others. As the Presbyterian minister Tim Keller puts it so succinctly, there's mercy deep inside our storms. My help comes from the Lord. How can I keep from singing? You see, our Lord and Savior is not an Emily Dickinson imagined God, 
not some sort of stately, distant lover, not an absentee landlord who has separated himself from his creation and has nothing whatever to do with it anymore. Our Lord is the God who goes to the cross for you and for me. Now what I had hoped to do this morning, but we had an interruption in the plans, was to dramatize this for you with an assist from Puccini and Andrew Lloyd Webber. We're going to save that for a later date. But when I got the email at 6.30 this morning, it was too late to rewrite the sermon. So I'm going to make reference to this anyway. Most of you will be familiar at least with the music, if not the setting. The music is all I ask of you from Phantom of the Opera. But what I did was to rewrite the words of that song. And what I'd like you to do, if you have the opportunity, is to go to YouTube or whatever other gizmo it is, call up Phantom on the Opera of the Opera on your demand, whatever you have, and try to imagine someone other than um, Gerard Butler involved in it. But the duet between uh, Christine and Raoul. But I changed all the words as a duet between Jesus and someone who needs him. And the duet acts as a signpost that points to how God saves this world through the sacrifice of our Lord on the cross. In the exchange between the one who lifts his or her eyes to the Lord, who comes from beyond the hills, what happens is that his presence becomes palpably present to us who sing to him. The music, the language, the imagination all convey the reality that the veil between God's realm and ours has been lifted has become transparent. And we know that Jesus, in a personal relationship, who died for us, who rescues us, who has triumphed over sin and evil, that he is the incarnate risen one. He is not some hallucination the one who composed the music and wrote the words, the one who danced the stars into place,
the one who brings God's present and God's future into this present place. You see, Jesus just doesn't sing to you and to me to redirect our lives and to exert his influence over our decisions. That will come naturally and soon enough. Jesus announces to us who are blessed because we know our need of him that he has come to rescue you and me and that he has given his life for each of us. And when the duet that I sing with Jesus concludes, I discover that I have not been given merely some tidbits to chew over and mull over in my mind. Rather, I hear the truth that liveth. And that truth is Lord of heaven and earth, who in bread and wine provides nourishment against whatever lies beyond those hills. For several weeks now, I have read this morning's psalm and I have listened to all the music in all its variations. And like Whitney said to me before the service, Whitney, I listened to Bart Millard sing. I learned to the guy who was starring in the movie sing. I listened to choir renditions. Nothing beat this one. And I imagined myself in the music, one with the music. And just as moments ago, with tears in my eyes, tears of joy, and I have discovered more profoundly that Jesus my Lord reaches more deeply than I can imagine reaches into the very core of who I am and draws me to him in an act of redeeming grace. In the midst of horror and fear, of pain and sudden death, I find myself singing yeah, me singing, Jesus, wherever you go, let me go too. Say you'll be with me now and always. Promise me that all you say is true. And he sings, Back to me, John. Anywhere you go, I will go too.
the music of forgiveness and new relationship stands at the intersection of time and space, at the intersection of the past, the present, and the future. Because, you see, through the cross, joy has come to the world. Through, Father, forgive them, to into your hands I commend my spirit. Joy has come to the world. Through the cross, our sins are forgiven. Our lives are made new. And a new creation has been given birth in each of us as we die to self and live to Jesus. I have no idea what my posture will be when that day comes. Will I dance, stand, fall to my knees? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I just be silent in awe? I don't know. I can only imagine. I don't know. But I believe that in some manner I will praise the Lord of heaven and earth, the everlasting King, as I forever worship him. How can I keep from singing? The name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.